Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent. Today, we are going to be discussing how to slow the F down in parenthood. So often, we go from task to task to task, or we feel like we're on a hamster wheel that never ends, right? That little ball that you think of when hamsters run around all over the place, it just never ends. So how do we do that, right? How do we figure out how to slow the slow down? And how do we figure out how to enjoy our life in parenthood? And not only am I going to be talking to you about this today, but I have a very special guest who I myself have mentored for a very long time and who now mentors a lot of the other women that I work with. Her name is Brittany Woods and Brittany has worked with me for a very long time and the women who work with her absolutely love her. She is a bundle of energy and so much fun. And I'm so blessed to have her in my life and here on the podcast. And I'm so excited for you to get to know her as well. So Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Um, First and foremost, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how our paths crossed. Yeah. So I am now currently a mother of two, two boys, ages six and a half and one and a half. And prior to that, I was an elementary school educator for 10 years. And before going back after having our first son, it was always the plan to return to teaching. But after having him, I just had this undeniable pull to want to stay home. It was completely unexpected. I never imagined it. I'm a go-getter and I like to work and I've always been a hard worker. I loved my job. Uh, However, it was also very, uh, I was very burnt out in teaching. Uh, It, the expectations, the pressures, the, how I felt I wanted to do it right with adding on all the other things that, you know, public school education is required to do. It was just, it was a lot. And I knew that if I went back, I was going to grow to be very bitter because what I had found with my first son was a way of operating that was a lot different than how I used to. So I ended up um, opening a business from home, coaching women online uh, through their health and fitness journeys with just resources of fitness, nutrition that were simple and real and life-giving and made you feel good. And the best way I can describe it is like, why didn't someone just tell me this years ago, like that it didn't have to be so hard because good in, good out. And I had, I had never felt this good. And so I was able to take that passion of health and fitness and 
translate that into a home business and be able to stay home with my sons. I would love for you to share a little bit about how our paths cross and what led you to the two of us getting to know each other. That's right. So I do a lot of my work online. Uh, I have a lot of local women who I work with, but I also have met a lot of people on the interwebs, which is still so weird (laughs) uh, to say. And, you know, social media and technology, like double-edged sword, right? Uh, But it has led me to some of my most favorite people in the whole world that I wouldn't have known otherwise. And that includes you. So, you know, just working one day and I guess, again, the weirdness of social media somehow directed me to your page and you were dancing to Sister Act 2. And I just instantly was as a former dancer myself and, and I love musicals. I'm like, oh my God, she's my person. (laughs) So we just started chatting and then obviously fast forward, we now work together and yeah, I'm just never was a social media like person until opening my own business and still wouldn't consider myself as such. But when, again, I look back to the people that it's led me to and the doors that it's opened, um, it is, it's about the people. Mm -hmm. And what led you to start working with me? So we had our second son, quite a big age gap, our, you know, six and a half, one and a half now, but our, you know, about a five year age gap. Right. And we had heard, you know, lots of different opinions about what bringing a second child into your family looks like, you know, some of the quote unquote horror stories or, you know, not even things that were that bad. It's just like, it's an adjustment and you know, it'll be okay. There's a big age gap. He'll want to take care of him. And to some extent, yeah, he loves his little brother. But when we first, after Mike went home, my husband went home, sorry, went to back to work. The honeymoon period was kind of over. And then it was like, here I am responsible for these two humans all by myself. And our older son started, he was just having a hard time. He was having a hard time going from an only for such a long time to now having a little brother. And again, it wasn't that he wasn't totally obsessed with them. It was just coming out in ways that me and my husband were like, we're not sure how to navigate this. Like, we're not sure what's going on here. And we also aren't quite sure how to help, but we know we can't like this, this ain't going well. And we can't keep going like this. So I had been sharing with you about, you know, some parenting DVDs we were watching and just kind of what was going on a little bit. And you had suggested joining your Thrive program. And as someone who's very, you know, much about growth mindset and investing in oneself, um, it's like, yeah, like if this can help me and my family, you know, be the people that we know that we are called to be the family that we know we are and want to continue to grow together and enjoy each other. It was just a no brainer to to join. Yeah. And I would say that one of the biggest things that we have discussed, not only supporting your son, um, but supporting your family, we've talked so much and I talk so much about how it has to start with parents. Like it has to start with us. And 
one of the big things that we now support all the women who come through our door is how to slow the F down because we don't recognize that the second our children are born, they need and require so much of us. Let's throw a second in the mix even more, right? And then you're completely just on overload. But what we don't recognize is that your heightened state happens from the moment your child is placed into your arms. And it's a complete lack of understanding for who we were before and the loss of that person. That is not to say that we don't love our children. We're not, you know, happy that they're born and all the different things, but it's, we're so excited that they're here that we don't also recognize what we've lost prior to that moment. And so we jump into action. We go so incredibly fast and we start all the to-do lists and, you know, the, the breastfeeding or the burping or the colic one or the getting them to bed or the, the, the nights, it's just, it just never, ever, ever ends. And so our system and our brain begins to function in that state. And I would say that, and tell me if you agree with this, that when you and I started our work together, um, that's kind of where you are at. I mean, what, what would you feel like is true for you? How do you feel like you presented or showed up when you and I first started down this journey and path together? Well, I was just so damn tired. I was so tired and heightened, like you said, and I don't think I would have understood that um, exactly then what that actually meant. Right. Uh, but I was so tired and I was so heightened on top of it, which seems kind of polar opposites, mm -hmm. but it was just like, I was getting no sleep. Breastfeeding was super hard. Uh, our second entry into the world was traumatic. And then when my husband went back to work, it was, I mean, I was running around this house, you know, I've got two boys, right? Two boys. And the five-year-old is running rampant and I've got one boob hanging out, running around my house with the other baby in the arm. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it didn't stop. It didn't stop. And I didn't even have a chance to think about it. I guess I just, I was so ramped up and exhausted at the same time that you just, I mean, you're keeping a baby alive. Like you gotta, you gotta. And I did what I had to do, you know, yep. we're going to the lactation and we were, it, but it wasn't, it was so chaotic. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's what parents don't recognize is that your reaction or how it presents itself is you just said, like, I'm so, I was so exhausted. Like I'm so tired. Like, and you were saying that there's how could you be heightened, your nervous system heightened, yet all you feel is exhausted. And mm -hmm. the heightened state is what drives the ship to have the reaction of the exhaustion, which is why we all feel exhausted, depleted, burnt out. It's a huge one, right? But like you just said, we just keep going. Like, what other choice do we have, right? And you all know now parts of my story, and I will continue to share, but as a solo parent, like, 
there are days where, shoot, Brittany, you and I were meeting yesterday and I was like, hey, and I had my hair on top of my head and I was like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm just exhausted and I'm going to bed early tonight. Right. And I knew my compass. Now I know neurologically what I need for me. But sometimes, despite my exhaustion in parenthood, we have to get out of bed. Sometimes we can't just let our child cry. Sometimes their butt needs wiping. And sometimes we just still have to fold the laundry and get dinner on the table. And recognizing that it's okay to feel exhausted, it's okay to honor that, and it's okay to take care of your brain and body is a whole slew of a process, right? And I would say that's very much what you and I worked on when working together. Yes, I completely resonate with that. And that's how I was feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love for you to share as we are discussing the topic of how to slow the heck down, right? Like, cool, Dr. B and Brittany, like you guys have shared that you know, you, sometimes you do just have to keep going, but this is absolutely exhausting. And you're telling me that my brain and my body is not functioning at full capacity when you're heightened like this. And so that's one of the reasons, right? While Why you chose to embark on stepping into my world of emotional and sensory regulation and ultimately now working with me and on my team to support other moms. But what would you say from your lens was the hardest part about learning how to slow down. The hardest part about slowing down, I think, is recognizing that you need to. You just, you don't even, there's no time to think. You're just on autopilot and you don't, it's not an option or it doesn't feel like an option, but you also don't even consider it, if that makes sense. Like you're just in this cycle, this wheel. And so even I think that that's the answer is the hardest, at least for me, the hardest thing was the recognition of it as well as the acceptance mm-hmm. of it yeah. going and getting it is a whole you know journey and process of, of its own. But I think mm-hmm. just the recognition and the acceptance of it, just as women, you know, we talk about and we start thrive like a mother program with a lot of uh, education, just history, if you will, reminders of how, you know, we as women, you know, when we look back in history, we're like the caregiver and innately we are nurturers, we are caregivers, but as you know, the feminist movement and as women have rose in history, which is amazing. We also have taken on the motto of we can do it all and we can do it damn well. And I definitely operated from that, um, model or, persona of woman, like I am woman, hear me roar. Like I've operated that way, even prior to becoming a mother. Like I was proud of how I ran myself into the ground. Um, you know, cause I could do all the things I could change in the car. I could re- return the phone call, answer the phone, you know, like get to the gym. Like I could do it all. And, and, you know, there are 24 hour useful hours in every day. I used to say like, yeah, but eight of them need to be for sleep or you know, a try. Uh, and so I think that's a big part of it too, is in recognizing that we don't have to do it all, that that's not a, a badge of honor that we need to wear necessarily. I, 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 again, I'm so 
proud of, of women in the way that, you know, like I said, that we've risen. And I love what we do in Thrive Like a Mother to support these women and empower them to own their voice. But in owning your voice, it's a, such a beautiful um, combination of you got to be strong, but you don't have to be steel. Yeah. At hand, like hands down. I, we absolutely start from the past and see like why we're at where we're at. And hands down, we do all those things, not only because we need to, but because of the worth that it gives us. And because like you said, like you just go, go, go. And it's like, damn right. I did that. Like I'm a fire. Like I got this right. But like inside, like maybe externally, like, like I got this, I'm, I'm baller, but inside you're like crumbling and crushing inside. And you're like, okay, here we go. Let's get out of bed. Like I can do this one another day. Here we go. Like, here we go. Like, let's do it. And I believe that we as women don't even recognize that from that feminist movement and still today us trying to grow and gain our independence and, and just who we are and being worthy enough to be here, right? We don't recognize that generation after generation, we're still somehow fighting to be seen and heard. And we feel that as caregivers, when we push and push and push and push, that's validating and giving us our own worth. But I love that you said the awareness and the acceptance of needing to slow down. Yes. Like giving that to yourself and requesting that of yourself, becoming a, like aware of how to do it. That's a whole nother beast, but it requires you to really say I'm enough. When I say no, I'm enough. When I say I'm going to put myself first here, right? Like you're not gaining the self-worth anymore from continuing to over-function, you are beginning to then step into yourself and say, I'm enough and I need a damn break, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say that that's an awesome, awesome way to describe it is like, you don't really have a choice, but to slow down because over-functioning like that is just going to completely wreck your brain and cause long-term health conditions and illnesses and anxiety and depression and all the different things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, one way ticket to a continual, you know, loop of crash and burn. And that's a loop I was in for a good portion of my life. Mm -hmm. Go, 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 crash and burn. Go, 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 lose my shit. Go, 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 you know, and then wonder what's wrong with me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Then we think it's us, right? We think it's me. Like I'm the one that needs fixing. I should be able to keep it all together. I should be able to smile, be happy, be the cheerleader, overfunction, and get all the shit done. Like I, I should. Right. And then when we don't, and we're like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. We just bash ourselves. Cause you almost think, I think I think I needed to stay there, that that was who I was because to some extent, like I do. I love music. I love dancing. I love, I'm a passionate person. I love being out in the world. I have, you know, good energy, but I lived in that, like we talked about heightened state to where it wasn't sustainable. And, but I thought again, something was wrong with me if I couldn't stay there. So I remember even just driving to work some days, like opening up the sunroof, like pumping up the music, like, try, like, okay, okay, it's okay. We can do this. We can do this. And I, you know, push, push, push. 
Uh, and I just, I thought that's just what I had to do to stay there. But I've since then recognized that not only is it not human, like, like humans weren't built to live there or stay there, but it's also not a should. We shouldn't have to stay there. We don't, we don't need to. And, and, and again, we just, we can't, we can't, otherwise we get into this loop. And like you said, you know, our health fails are like, we can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And when you're rolling down the window and pumping up the jam, that's you literally saying, come on body, produce some hormones so that I can right. rise to the occasion. And your body's like, F you get me some coffee now because I can't do this any longer. Yeah. And eventually you crash and burn. Just like you said, like would I find, and, and tell me your thoughts on this. Like I find that all the women that come to me, and I know we're discussing your journey as well, but I'm sure you now see it more supporting other women and seeing how they start and thrive versus how they end. Mm-hmm. And we discuss how when they first get to us, it's like peaks and valleys, right? It's like crash and burn and crash and burn. Right. And it's like, I'm, I'm thriving. I'm doing great. I've got this and then boom, like I'm, I'm there, like I'm, I'm a hot mess. I'm struggling. And when they're finished with us, we like to say that it's like little tiny hills. Right. And I would love to hear from you what that's like to now see those women. Like, do you see a difference in them from their start point, not only to their finish, but can you resonate with like a former version of yourself when you meet our new women each round? Oh, yes. And, and both of those things, like from beginning to end, the transformation is you, you always wonder, like we, we often say like, we don't have a crystal ball. We can't tell you how this is going to exactly work in your life or look like at the quote unquote end. Um, so it just still is just mind blowing to me though, with the way that they start and how they are at the end. Like I can even hear in their voice alone from first call to last call. And then in the middle, yeah, there's so many times where I'm able to say to them, like, I was you, I was right there where you were. Yeah. And to support them through that is you know, at one point I was there too. And to support them through that and be like, I've got you, like, it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to feel this discomfort because as we're teaching the women how to slow down and start tapping into their mind and body and right. The emotional and sensory regulation piece, I explained it as like, it almost feels like laziness or like, like guilt and shame, right? Remember one of our clients, um, and I use this example a lot with our thrive moms, but like she had the house to herself and she was like, I have the house to myself for a week and I'm going to clean all the baseboards in the house. And we're like, all right, like go for it. And lo and behold, she got on the call that evening and was like, well, I just ordered some sushi. I have a glass of wine and I've been vegging out on the couch watching Netflix and I feel so guilty for it. And we were like, yeah, like your brain and your body is going to feel that because it's something new and different from the norm, right? She wanted to take advantage of a peaceful, quiet week, right? And be like, nope, I'm going to use this time to organize the house and, and clean the baseboards and get all this jazz done. and 
almost get ahead with the to-do list, right? But like, as she recognized and slowed down her brain and her body, she was like, oh, actually what I need is to self-indulge and slow down and allow myself to have a reboot. What I need is to binge watch something and just give myself a moment. And what came up in that is discomfort. And that's okay that there's discomfort, right? So Brittany, speaking back on your own individual journey of how this went for you, not just, you know, observing how you get to now see the transformation of other women, but for you individually, what would you say has been the biggest tool that helped you in the process of slowing your brain and your body down? Um, finding time where it seems impossible to find as a mother, right? There's not enough time for anything, but I say creating time, uh, more so meaning making space for me. So one of the challenges that we present to our thrive mothers is to go take three hours for themselves. And there's all, you know, brain science and everything behind why we choose three hours. Um, but to leave all the details aside, three hours to take for yourself was a big realization and reminder for me of how, why that time to slow down is so important. So it's after that time spent on you, solely on you, where I learned what it's like to feel or relearned because I felt it before. I had felt this way when I had my first son. He was the first tool that taught me to slow down. And I know that's not the story for every mom, but it was my story in the beginning. And he, because, you know, I was this spinning, overproducing, heightened, go, go, goer, even before I became a mom. And so he was my biggest tool first in slowing me down. And I fell in love with what I like to call the art of slow living. Um, I noticed things more. I took time to breathe. I didn't constantly feel the need to produce. But then when our second came into the mix and everything, you know, Brittany started slowly but surely getting back to her ways uh, that, you know, she almost likes and is proud of operating that three hours as a tool to remind myself of what happens after we actually fully care for ourselves. And it's a space that we talk about to our Thrive Moms as well called the creative brain. And it's where your brain is in its most alive state. And it's where you can be present and feel joy and be creative and tap into the things that like you are passionate about as an individual, as well as the things that you love about being a mom. It's after we give that space, gift ourselves that space, that we can actually get back to that presence that we all want, that aliveness we want to feel without burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. And I, the reason we do that exercise is so that you can actually feel what it feels like, right? Rather than feeling the heightened state, what you need to do is be able to feel what it feels like to be in that creative brain, to feel regulated, to feel grounded. And what it's incredible, like you said, there's so much science behind why we do three hours, but it's incredible 
for your brain to slow down over the course of those three hours. The first hour is just the running to-do list. The second is like, all right, I got this. Like, maybe I can do something for me. And the third hour, you're like, holy shit, this is heaven, right? Like, I haven't felt like this in years. And I love how you said the biggest tool was creating that space and creating that time because just like that example of our former client who was like, I'm going to clean the baseboards. Like she created that time to lay on the couch. She created that time to be able to give to herself. And we are over-functioning so much that that's one of the reasons why we're not slowing down because we think we need to over-function to be successful as a parent. We think we need to keep going and over-function in order to thrive as a parent. But what that's doing is actually depleting all the tools that you have in your toolbox to be able to show up for yourself and your children all along the way. And feeling that, right? Having the capacity to feel that, oh, like, huh, like that's what this feels like. That's the gift, right? That's the gift to be able to say, I want to feel like this all the time. And I get to make that choice of whether I feel this way all the time or not. Now, sometimes we have to rise to the occasion. Sometimes we have to put on our whatever hat, our presentation hat, or our go, go, go hat sometimes, but it can ebb and flow. And if you're doing a more consistent over the course of your lifespan of giving yourself some of those times, you will have more capacity in the moments where you do need to kick your butt into gear and show up for yourself. You, you just will because it's more consistent over the course of the longevity, let's say, of your life. I think that was a big lesson uh, to be learned by me was that ebb and flow that you're talking about and understanding, again, the science behind it all, like is just so helpful. It will show up for you and that it's okay to hit the gas sometimes, but that it's also more than okay to slowly step on the brake. And I think that's the big difference too, is I was gas break, gas break, boom, 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 boom. Like, you know, and then, you know, (laughs) you can't see my face, but I'm like, shifted real fast there and learning how to throttle in between and that it's okay to go up and it's okay to go down and that there's space for both. And when you said that, you know, after like that three hour exercise that we need to feel that and like feel what it feels like to be regulated and to have that creative brain space, it just reminded me what you were saying that we actually can feel this way all the time. Granted, like you were also alluding to, like, there are going to be the like hills, you know, rolling hills and there's going to be downs and there's going to be ups and it's not going to be rainbows and sunshine all the time. And there's going to be days where, you know, you're, if you join our thrive program and you're on you know, our Voxer app saying like, oh my gosh, I'm going to freaking drop kick the kid across the room, <laughs> you know, like you're going to still have those days, but having that space has reminded me that I can get back there so quick that this isn't going to be forever. And that's, what's changed a lot for me too, is I am able to not one, get stuck in that cycle of burnout, but then also even on those days where it's like, man, today sucks. Like this really sucks right now. I'm able to have perspective and bring myself back down to where I need, need and want to be and feel. So it can be something that, you know, that aliveness 
that passion, that presence, you can have that all the time. Mm-hmm. It may look a little different in some days you know, from day to day, but you can have that all the time. I believe it. And I, and I felt it. I agree. I would love for us to end by you explaining, um, how slowing down and learning how to regulate your body and how to find the hills rather than the peaks and valley and trust that even in the dips along the way, like you'll get back there. How has doing this work and regulating your body, how has this impacted your life and you as a mom? I'm thinking about just last night and and it's the moment that I had outside with my son, uh, my husband and an older son were at football practice and it was just me and him. And rather than, I mean, there was a lot of things that could have been done. There was laundry piled up. There was a uh, school lunch that could have been made for tomorrow. Um, there was a lot of things I could, and sh- oh, I was supposed to go do a target pickup. Didn't do that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it was this beautiful summer, well, end of summer, like transition from fall to summer evening. The sunset was gorgeous. We were playing music. We were outside and I just watched him and we ran up and down the sidewalk together and visited neighbors, uh, ate grapes with them on the street. And I know it sounds so like rainbows and sunshine, but you know what? Like those are the moments we live for. Like those simple, quiet moments where I was just able to be there and like, remember, he's not going to be this little forever. And this just getting to be here and not rush to the next thing or feel like I have to do all the stuff that's inside the house. Like I want this moment right now, right here with him and to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to be there and to be present. And I would say that when any mom comes to us, they're, they're saying I'm overworked. I'm burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I'm depleted. And then we ask, how would you like to feel? And it's calm, peaceful, present, happy. And what you just described there is all of those things. And it's, it's the ability to teach your brain to slow down and not let the laundry lunch and all the different things overpower the gift of presence and memories and, and happy, peaceful existence, right. Of like, this is life. Like, this is what life is about. This is what I'm here to do is to witness my family and to be able to see them grow. If you're living on a hamster wheel and you're go, go, going, and you don't know how to slow down, you're never going to be able to see it. You're never going to be able to witness it. You're going to freaking miss it because your over-functioning brain is staying in that state and it's going to remain there. And so you can't step into the creative brain and you can't have more peace and joy in your life. And it's, it's absolutely debilitating if you remain in that state. And I think the last thing I will speak to that is, you know, I said yesterday when you got, when you saw me, Brittany, my hair was on top of my head and I was exhausted as everything. And I allowed myself to be there. Like I didn't shame it. I didn't guilt it. I didn't say I should be doing better, but at the end of the day, I 
snuggled in with both of my boys and we had like a five to 10 minute slumber party, maybe 15. And we were pretending to go to sleep. I was like, all right, fine. We're going to all sleep in the same bed. It's great. Fresh, quiet. And then, you know, one starts farting and the next one starts fondling each other. And then this one's got a snot nose all over my neck and, you know, and and then he's hot and then he's cold and then he doesn't have enough. And I'm just like, like, you know, like, but it was like the joy of life. And while I just felt so depleted and exhausted, the one thing that I could do for the day was to actually be present in my exhaustion and not be like, go to bed. Blah. Like, and there's many nights where we show up and we're like, I just need you to go to bed. Like, I, like I, I'm done for the day. I love you, but I'm done. But giving yourself the wins of even a few moments of like, even tapping into like, this was a win for the day to sit there and watch the kids and see the beautiful sunset and to screw the laundry and screw the making of the lunch. Like there'll be plenty of time for that rushing in the morning or whatever it ends up being. Yeah. But giving yourself the gift of presence and slowing down your brain and the body is what the world needs more of, right? Like we could continue going and talking and getting on a tangent of why there's such an immediacy culture and why we're over-functioning, not just because of where we as women have come from, but it's, it's a rapid cycle that you can get so caught up and so fast. And if you have the awareness of it, you're able to support it and teach your brain differently. Yeah. Well, Brittany, I want to thank you so much for joining today. Um, I've loved this conversation with you and not only sharing your own story, but the story of what you see with all the women who walk through our virtual doors, right? And how they show up for themselves and how you get to witness the transformation of slowing the F down and making it a priority to really what it boils down to is enjoying this life because by slowing down, you're actually extending time, right? You're like extending the amount of time that you have on this earth because you're actually present for every single moment and every minute and every hour. And life is really darn short and we might as well enjoy it while we're here. So thank you, Brittany, for joining. And until next time, XOXO, Dr. V.